September is a natural time to check in and refocus on the goals you intend to accomplish with what's left of your year. That makes it a great moment to reflect on your corporate culture and whether or not it's going to help get you there. If I can offer one tip for this moment, it would be to value staff opinions. At rebel.com, we remind the team of the goals we're trying to accomplish in the coming months and ask them for their candid feelings on how or if they feel they will accomplish them. We give them anonymous and public tools like Tiny Pulse, speak up and hold town hall meetings. Then it's on the leadership team to respond. If the team needs encouragement, it's your opportunity to inspire, support, and motivate them to feel excited, challenged, and capable. The main thing is to listen and communicate back in a timely manner to make sure your staff knows how much you value their opinions. Until next month, this has been Rob Villeneuve, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. Startup Canada and Wolf Blast Wines have partnered to celebrate the regional winners of the 2016 Startup Canada Awards. Join us this fall in Waterloo, Montreal, Edmonton and Vancouver for Wolf Blast Wine tasting receptions and award ceremonies to toast this year's winners. Visit StartupAward.ca to register for your free ticket today. One of the most important parts of naming your new business is finding an available website name that works. Today's episode is brought to you by .ca. Join thousands of Canadian entrepreneurs who have chosen a .ca domain name for their business. Choose your .ca domain name at cira.ca forward slash startup today. Entrepreneurship doesn't have to be tough when it's cooked right. Co-founder of Relish Gourmet Burgers serves up well-done recipes for startup success. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. Welcome to the Startup Canada Podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. I'm your host, Rivers Corbett, the CEO at coachingbyrockstars.com. Startup Canada Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the rallying network uniting Canada's entrepreneurship community. And on this podcast, we connect you, the idea person, the startup founder, the creative thinker with the movers and shakers of Canadian entrepreneurship. On the show, we will fill you in on the trends, opportunities, and possibilities of your next steps as an entrepreneur. And we're going to have amazing conversations on advancing entrepreneurial success and growth in Canada. If you're a regular Startup Canada podcast listener, Welcome back and thanks to any of our new listeners. Remember to subscribe to the Startup Canada podcast on the iTunes stores and then visit startupcan.ca to become a member of Startup Canada and get access to mentors, resources, support and opportunities to start and grow your business. Today, we have on our show, Mr. Lucas Chang. He's a serial entrepreneur and leader of Startup York Region, working to foster the York Region startup community and advanced opportunities for young entrepreneurs. And on today's show, we will talk about building a startup community a stone's throw away from a major urban center, aka the GTA, and fostering youth entrepreneurs. Man, I love these scriptwriters. writers. 
with a diverse and successful corporate career as an entrepreneur, followed by an entrepreneurial community leadership in Markham, the wider York region, and with youth and young entrepreneurs, Lucas is becoming the superhero working to build a more entrepreneurial community. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Rivers. And if I knew the superhero plus the really long words were being fed into the intro, I would have worn my Green Lantern shirt just to represent Ooh, hope. Is that your? Uh, that's your? Uh, is that your 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 superhero of choice? Uh, it depends on the day of the week, but that that, that would, that'd be the shirt that I that I was looking at earlier. So uh, cool, cool. Yeah. Do you so have pa- Do you have pajamas also that uh, represent some sort of like a Batman style? Like no one wants to be Superman. I no. noticed that. Eh? No, it, no. It's, it's too clean cut. It's too you know, mom and apple pie. It's like the bad guy. That's who well, we want to be. Yeah, well, that, I think that's that's the thing, right? In, uh, in, in, not to get too much into comic books, but that's why he, they they made him a little grimmer and darker. Was yeah. he was a little too much of the apple pie back in the uh, the 1990s and the 2000s. Ah, yeah, right on, right on. Oh, what I love about Batman is that voice that comes out like this. I think anybody could do that voiceover, right? Okay, on to this thing. Though. Right, right. You, you've been doing some cool things with Startup York, and congratulations on on all that stuff. Uh, I actually uh, remember I was on the adjudication uh, group when we uh, gave you the nod, and your application was really, really awesome. And, you know, uh, before we begin, though, tell me about how you journey through corporate Canada to become one of uh, Ottawa's or sorry Ontario's leading startup champions. I mean that uh, that's uh, you, you came to the talk about dark side. You you came to the dark side there, or maybe you left the dark side to came to the bright side. Tell us about your journey. Well, yeah. Um, so I uh, growing up Asian, and then given that I still am, um, the, <laughs> the expectation was as a kid there were there were four acceptable occupations. Uh, work in a big company, uh, be an engineer, be a lawyer, be a doctor, and uh, everything else was a hobby. So you know, did did exactly what I needed to do there. Uh, did did my undergrad, did an MBA, went into big corporate, worked at uh, Accenture for seven years. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a really great opportunity at Telus to go start a team. Um, so I went there, had a lot, met a lot of great people, did some really fun things. But I think you know, in. Uh, 2012, I'll say that uh, I started thinking. You know, I, I think I want. There, there are more things I want to do, and this may not be the right fit or the right forum for me. So, and I think it was a two-way street. I think uh, the things I wanted to accomplish, um, you know, were not going to be. You know, Telus wasn't going to be the best place for me, and and likewise, I think the person I'd become was probably not the kind of leader that would was a good fit in Telus. So, um, in 2013, I left. Um, you know, at that point, I'd picked up skills, um, the basics, things like project management and communication and, you know, business analysis and so forth, uh, had a little bit of an artistic, uh, learning around things like leadership and other soft skills. And I thought, you know, let me go take a chance in the outside world and see what happens. And the world may hate me and I may be completely a failure, but you know, Hey, makes for a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the middle of 2013, I uh, resigned and uh, parted ways and started you know the started the journey outside. But uh, you and what know. did the people say that were inside the corporate world? Like I I remember when I left, I was working for the phone company in Halifax, and I left, and everybody was like, "Congratulations!" When I was leaving, and ever since you know that my mother's like, "You're freaking crazy." So what was the results of yours? I, I think you just answered your own question. Oh, good. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, on to the next interview with Rivers Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the um, I, you know within within Telus and and, and you know, Mike, there were definitely people who supported what I was doing and thought, hey, fantastic, good on you for for taking the chance. Um, there were some who were thoroughly confused. 
Um, you know, how could you do the, you know, good role, good title, great people you're working with. Um, you know, the team that you're on is, is on their way to do some fantastic things. Why would you leave? Um, so there were definitely both sides that, you know, there were those who said, you know, go chase a dream, good luck. And, and you know, others saying, huh, well, you know, if you come back. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep a spot open for you. Mm. Um, yeah. And then I think, you know, back to the, to the parents, I mean, my mom, my parents did understand what I was doing, what I was doing at TELUS anyway. So this just, <laughs> just even more, um, so, but, you know, it, it, it was good. It was, uh, you know, I think in the, you know, the, I think people were generally supportive. Um, people who were confused kind of, you know, at some point bit their tongue and just went with it. Um, and, uh, the family, <laughs> God bless them. Shared their concern about uh, my sanity and left it alone. Yeah, well, good for you. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of like you're going to do it anyway. So, uh, so go for it. Look, I, I want to know a little bit more about the York region uh, because it, it, you know, does it really get respect that uh, you know the Toronto region gets? Uh, I, um, there's not as much talk about it as there is when I'm talking to the folks from Toronto, the, the you know the, the the city proper. Um, what's uh, tell us what's what's go, what's going on in the York region and uh, you know what a little bit of the overview the sky view and and uh and the startups in the community yeah you bet um so so york region is uh just called north north of steels avenue um in toronto so immediately north and it comprises a number of municipalities um some like you know there's there's markham richmond hill vaughn goes up to newmarket includes aurora stoville georgina east willenbury so there's king city so there's quite a number of municipalities um and it's relatively large uh, area within the area there are and i just saw this the other day um 49,000 companies and of that uh, that number about 10 uh, percent are in the ict or the information communications and technology industry so there's and, and there's a fair mix of um established organizations bigger names like ibm uh you know deloitte has some operations here uh amd the uh, the, the game um companies here mm-hmm. so there's some larger companies that are here and then there are smaller ones um not necessarily you know in the definitely some in the, in the pre-startup and, and newly started up stage for sure but then you've got a bunch that are you know kind of between five to fifteen employees that um you know, are playing in in the high tech space, but to your point, it's not something that's been broadly um, circulated outside of the region. I think even within the region, um, there are people that are doing a lot of good work to try to highlight that, so that people understand the uh, the, the vibrant business community out here that that can be an anchor and and a support network for for startups. Right on. Very, very cool. Well, it's, uh, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I think collaborative is the, is the word for uh, what's happening in the York region. And, and, and in that regard, can you talk about some of the events and initiatives that are taking place in the ecosystem that are working to connect the community? Yeah, I'll start with dissecting the, the the word ecosystem as far as what it looks like up here. Um, okay, cool. So York region is... Um, you know, if, I, if I think of a, a metaphor of a jar, York Region has a lot of big rocks in the jar. Um, the Regional Innovation Center, Venture Lab, plays a significant role here. Um, Seneca College, they do a lot of really great things in the in the in the, both the startup and the entrepreneurial space. Uh, York University is here. Um, the Ontario Centers of Excellence are here. There are uh, several small business enterprise centers. So these are municipally run or operated um, not-for-profit, you know, governmental organizations that help um, and consult with a lot of you know newly started or starting up businesses. So you have, you know, we've got quite a few of these organizations and, I, and I've only touched on a few mm-hmm. and they would represent the big rocks in the, um, 
in the region. Um, the water in between the rocks, I, you know, this is the way that I've characterized Startup York, is mm. that's kind of the role we're playing. So a lot of the a lot of the organizations that I mentioned do a fantastic job um, training, doing kind of one-to-many or one-to-one uh, mentoring, workshops, training, connections. Um, you know, they do a fantastic job in, in those, um, you know, kind of one-to-many or one-to-one setting. But there's not really a lot here that facilitates a um, peer-to-peer connection of entrepreneurs. Unlike Toronto, where it's a little easier to find common meeting places, there are things like Liberty Village, there's King and Spadina, where people can collide and meet and, and just, you know, there's there's not maybe not as much choreography that's needed to bring um, innovators together. In York Region, a lot of the things that have happened, um, you know, kind of focus on bringing um, people who want to innovate to start up businesses into places where they can learn. The gap, I think, was creating a, a place where people could meet um, peer-to-peer and they could, you know, almost set up a forum where those collisions could happen. Right on. So that's kind of the stage and it's certainly, you know, I've left at a lot of organizations. Um, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we sent out a, a, an overview of the regions, like 17 pages of people, organizations that that are really trying to do a lot of things for, for entrepreneurs of all stages, you know, from pre-startup and Mm-hmm. And create it right out to, you know, wanting to give back and mentor. So there's a lot of things, a lot of organizations out here, which sets the stage for the events. Right on. And so, so sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, just in, when you say sets the stage for events, and, you know, it, maybe if you can weave into this, I mean, you're, you're a rel- relatively new startup community under the auspices of Startup Canada. Is that, that correct? Yeah, we've been around for, I think, we, I think Startup York um was created a couple of years ago right yeah um yeah. but we really did, the first major kind of coming out party we had was uh, i want to say may 2014 okay um and we we did a round table with some established entrepreneurs in the region just to get a sense like what you know what do you guys want yeah so so, so let's touch on that if we could again i, I know you've got a, a bigger answer here but in there could you weave through maybe you know these are a couple of lessons that we really learned in those beginning days, because we've got a lot of communities that are, that are new, uh, that are listening to the podcast today. And then there's communities that are saying, I want to become a startup community, but, uh, you know, how do I go about and do that besides the application forms and so on? Yeah. What is, what's that gold nugget or a couple that uh, you would suggest they remember? I think to, you know, one thing that, especially if I look in hindsight, that that's helped, um, Startup York. I think one was identifying what role are we trying to play here. What's the gap? I mean, it's, it goes back to, you know, what's the unique value proposition for the for for Startup York, um, and our unique value prop is going to be different than what happens in the GTA, right. and what's different in in other um, startup communities. So, uh, you know, what we wanted to do was not just you know kind of go to the customer basically and say what did you know here's what we think we think that we need a place to do this we think that we need um a lightning rod to champion uh issues that are relevant to entrepreneurs like um, you know taxation or zoning bylaws um we want to be that voice to try to convince um vcs to come in and you know we kind of took a, a much higher view i guess mm-hmm. and when we talked to the entrepreneurs there was definitely some some interest in that but there was also the you know the strong sense of there's no place for us to connect Right, and we don't mean, 
you know, go to this organization, pay 400 bucks and, you know, uh, whoever comes up and, and, you know, starts storing business cards at you. There are enough of those organizations around. And right. what they said was what's missing is just a place where we can chill. Right. And we don't have one because we're really geographically, we're big. So there isn't a natural place for somebody in Vaughan, for example, which is on the Southwest um, part of the region to accidentally bump into somebody from Newmarket, which is on the North end, um, unless something is facilitated. Right and on. so we kind of said, okay, well, there are people that deal with money. There are people that deal with, you know, the, the economic development um, departments of, of each of the municipalities will have a handle on zoning and so forth. So we, we kind of said, well, what's, what matters to the entrepreneur, i.e. our customer, um, is, you know, is, is, is X, Y, Z. Um, where we're well positioned to address it is, um, you know, really around X. So let's tackle that. Let's create that community. So I think listening to the customer, um, in this case, entrepreneurs, but also being cognizant of what else is in the ecosystem, uh, helped us find a niche that mattered. Um, and as, as well, probably eliminated some unnecessary suspicion. So if we came in and said, we're going to train all of these startups because you know we're brilliant and we're this and that, organizations and like, like Venture Lab, which is the regional innovation center here, mm-hmm. um, they've been, by the way, very, very cr- ridiculously supportive of what we, what we do. But I could see you know, in a scenario where we showed up and said, we're going to train everybody. Well, Venture Lab does that. Right. And, and I think being cognizant of, A, they do that. And you know, if we were going to do, do something like that, to be able to articulate what we were doing differently from what was out there and what problem we were solving that the venture lab or whoever wasn't already solving would be key. Mm-hmm. Um, so that eliminated the, um, a lot of the butting heads, I think, that we could have gotten ourselves into. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting point. And, uh, you know, it's, it really is the, the basics of, uh, of good business planning, find a need that isn't being uh, dealt with and, and, and satisfy that need. And that's exactly what you've done by the water. I love the water in between the rocks. It's a, uh, you know, why try to move something or compete against something that's already got a solid foundation, well, support and- it. Well, exactly. And in the case of, you know, a lot of these organizations, they do it better. I mean, yeah, yeah. why go and try to, you know, create an inferior product or experience? Yeah. Um, and I think the, you know, another thing, and I've seen some of the, um, some other communities uh, recently submit their applications. And, and something that I thought was really good about all the ones that I've seen have been that they've got already a, an alliance with um, public sector, education, private sector, you know, entrepreneurs um, working together to, uh, to, to work to articulate the common vision and work towards it. I think that was key. I think, um, you know, part of the road that start the startup York has, um, has had to take, you know, and it, it is what it is. So certainly not, not a bad thing has been to go out and build some of those alliances, um, where they may or may not have had existed before. So to see some of these places like, uh, you know, Barry, for example, um, and others, um, have very clear, um, indication that they already have local um, relationships and collaboration, I think, is really really encouraging. And from what I've seen with Startup York, it, it'll it certainly bodes well. Yeah, very cool. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so we talked a little bit about you know you being in the shadow of Toronto, and this isn't really about Toronto. This is about the York region, and uh, and uh, uh, I, I want this to be a lesson to other 
other organizations that are, you know, bedroom communities, as you could call it that, of a, of yeah. a, of a big sister, uh, is that you can create your own community because you are your own community, first of all. And, uh, and so, uh, and, and in my opinion, actually, I think it's easier to do it in, in places like the York region than it is necessarily in, uh, in the GTA. So, um, yeah, very, very cool. Well, look, how have, how have you, uh, how have you tied into, into, uh, startup Canada and and its resources. I mean, we're we're all we're all franchisees. We're all children of the startup Canada movement through the startup community uh, process. So, how how have you tapped in and utilized their resources? I think the and starting, I think from what startup York needed, there was definitely a lot of um, need at the grassroots to connect. You know, connect with other entrepreneurs. We did a bunch of things which doesn't really tie into startup Canada. I think with startup Canada, being able to bring in some of the resources, some of the news, some of the happenings that are going on in different locations, and tying in some best practices and um, you know stealing ideas of what you know say you, yeah. you're doing and what. Um, you know, what's happening in Nanaimo or Prince George and hearing right. some of that stuff um, may not have, you know, I, I don't think we ever outright copied something and said, you know, we're going to steal this, but definitely learning the, from the learning the lessons probably accelerated our, our own learning. Um, and I think for the community um, at large, sharing some of the things like the, the Startup Canada Awards. Um, some of the uh, the newsletters that people from York Region have signed up for, I think have, have provided a bigger uh, more national perspective, mm-hmm. while at the same time, a lot of the day to day stuff that happens here, that from a startup York standpoint, anyway, has been about building the local relationship. So I think it's you know given a a broader national context to the things that we're trying to do here, which isn't just echoed within the, the entrepreneur community. If I think of if I think of some of the things that are happening at the uh, the municipality, both the local and the regional levels um, within the governments, there's definitely that echo as well. That the tone that that happens at the national levels being. Um, reflected at, at the local and regional governmental level. So I think we're seeing similar things that you see the tone and, and the direction that the the national level takes and, and some of the, the more grassroots guys are, are taking, you know, taking that and, and adapting it to the, the grassroots, grassroots scenario and, uh, and nuances. Very cool. Very cool. Well, look, uh, Lucas, I'm going to call you out on this because you just pulled, you just pulled a Canadian polite move and you say, I don't want to call it stealings from somebody, stealing <laughs> an idea. So, dude, I'm going to ask you, have you ever stolen an idea from somebody before and put it into a paper at school or, you know, a, a connection with a friend or a network or even some things you might have done with your business that we're going to talk about in a bit? I'd say that it is. So, have I stolen? I'd like yes. to say that I took creative license when it comes to academics. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you stole the idea and you enjoyed stealing it too. And let that be, you know, it's another lesson for entrepreneurs on this. And, and I and I, and I know we're having fun with it. But yeah, if, if there's ideas out there that, uh, you know, nobody has a license on all great ideas and you can steal them, absolutely. Steal them and use them. And it makes you feel good to give, to give the other person credit, then so be it. Make them, uh, make them feel good by giving them that credit you know uh, on, on that vein i think a lot of innovation a lot a lot of ide- innovative ideas are not about you know i came up capable you know i pulled this xyz out of my hat this yeah. you know a lot of innovation is i took i saw something in financial services yep. and i'm going to apply it into not-for-profit third world country aid you know just I mean, yeah. or vice versa it's certainly yeah. not to say not-for-profits can't offer things for profit but i mean that's what the stealing and plagiarizing and then adapting is is i think the basis for a lot of great innovations yeah i absolutely agree well 
Well, let's uh, let's have you brag a bit about what uh, what are some of the hottest startups in uh, in your region, and if you can kind of take a you know, IT tech gets all the gets all the love and appreciation and respect, which is great. They're doing some magical things, but if you can give me a hottest startup in that environment, and then the non IT sector of uh, bragging about some some cool startups that are happening in the York region. Yeah, um, I mean, top of mind is um, one of the couple of the I mean organizations in the gaming industry, um, and so just. This is context because um, this was a surprise for me when I found out in the GTA there's you know kind of between 90 to 100 gaming companies and of that roughly 20 are in York region and that was a bit of a there was a pleasant surprise but it was a surprise for me when I first found out one of those companies is called uh, Sulon Technologies mm-hmm. Sulon um, they uh, they they create this uh, this headset it's in some ways like a wireless Oculus Rift. So very much in the uh, augmented reality and virtual reality space. They started off in Markham, um, at, and they were a client of, of Venture Lab, so the Regional Innovation Center. Mm-hmm. And um, you know they're doing some fantastic stuff now. They're uh, they've got this Cortex uh, that they've exhibited at uh, at CES. They've you know really been uh, working hard, you know, developing the their offering in the uh, the AR, the augmented reality space. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, look for things, you know, some things from them. I'll give you another example of a pseudo IT, but uh, you know their platform is IT, but they're really uh, serving a non-IT need. A uh, very new company called uh, Pearl's Choice. So Pearl's Choice, think of Trip Pearl's Choice. Pearl's Choice is in the Oyster and okay, and, cool. and selection. Yep. Yep. So what they their their offer or their their product is um, is is kind of like TripAdvisor for retirement homes. Nice. And so, yeah, it, it's really interesting that uh, you know they realized one of the found, the co-founders realized when he was looking for uh, for stuff for <laughs> for his family that um, it was really difficult to gauge the quality and the the everything of retirement homes. So right. you're kind of guessing, and it's such an emotional de- decision. Uh-huh. Um, and so mm-hmm. between him and and then the other uh, the other founder, they you know kind of developed this uh, this this idea that. Um, the metaphor really was TripAdvisor for for retirement homes. So getting ratings, reviews, uh, retirement homes would submit what they're all about. The people would, you know, people doing the research could, you know, compare, print, et cetera, on a variety of levels. You know, price, uh, you know, amenities, uh, fun, you know, social activities, and so forth. Um, so this idea came into being kind of the end of 2014, and um, in the region they started off at Seneca. At Seneca College, they've, uh, Seneca's got an on-campus incubator called Helix. So they weren't Seneca students, still aren't, but uh, Seneca's uh, incubator was open to the public. So they joined, they went through uh, workshops and mentoring and, and kind of went through the process of customer iteration. And in um, and then they got, they, the Seneca Helix realized that they, um, that Pearl's Choice needed some expertise that Venture Lab was better positioned to provide them. So, in effect, uh, Pearl's Choice kind of got, um, you know, expertise and, and, and advice and mentoring from multiple players within this ecosystem. So, in August uh, 2015, they got uh, they went live. They got funding, and they are you know they've been on a roll. It's been kind of ridiculous watching them um, and how quickly they've they've kind of gone from hmm, here's an interesting idea to. Oh my God, we're in the newspaper now. <laughs> I, I, but you know what I love about 
all of that stuff is simplicity. If people would just understand how to simplify the message, what it is that they do, it's the um, the trip trip advisors, as we said for yeah. uh, for senior homes. Yeah, that's it. It, that's it, it. And it and you get it. Yes, you get it. It's so simple. And then it's like, not only do you get it, but you want to learn more about it because you think it's so freaking cool because TripAdvisor's cool. So you brand yourself with something that's cool. Awesome, man. Well, that's uh, that's great. I appreciate that that overview. I used to uh, I used to own a senior's home in my old days, and and you hit it bang on that emotion. It's uh, it's about guilt and uh, you know leaving your mom or dad in uh, in that uh, in that home. And so uh, to help minimize that that uh, that distract that distraction that distraughtness, if that's a word, uh, is real important. It's it's a word now. It's- <laughs> <laughs> It, and it's been recorded, so people in in podcast land, you have just heard the creation of a new word. You are all allowed to use the word distraughtness now, because it's because we, Lucas and I have verified its authenticity. <laughs> I love it. Another startup. How about that? I love now. There's collaboration. Fredericton and the New York region coming up with a word distraughtness. Absolutely, <laughs> love absolutely. It. Well, my friend, I want to hear about why too. Um, you know, you and a, and uh, a, a colleague, a friend, associate, maybe a family member. You'll tell us about that. Uh, you you created uh, Y two to better foster uh, uh, the youth entrepreneurship community. How did you come up with this vision, the two of you, and, and the inspiration behind? Uh, well, the, the script writer said it's the project, but I think it's much more than that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it didn't it, happen in grade three. It's yeah. It's this is well, actually it's funny. It actually ties to, to what I did when I was younger. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, it's funny. Like even when I was a kid, you talk about passions. I think I probably you know this actually weaves back to you know why I left uh, corporate Canada was I think the passion that um, I wanted to play with and pursue and do something with uh, it, it went right back to when I was a little kid and was about you know helping people you know slightly younger than me, but really in that realm of you know up until about sixteen years old. So kind of targeting seven, six, seven years old to about you know sixteen, seventeen. So it's kind of been a part of me for a while, and I just got distracted and, you know, had to be responsible for a while. Yeah. So how it all began was um, last, in 2015, uh, January, I was running, co-leading co- Startup Weekend York Region and, you know, good activity, good event. And um, a month later, I was kind of reflecting on it and thought, you know what, this I, this is great. Like, you know, now that I um, I, ha- I have a good sense of what, what resources are available in York Region, um, there's a lot of stuff. Sometimes it's hard to find, but it's there, right? So if you can make it easier to find, we've solved the problem. Um, but what wasn't around or as obvious to me was, uh, you know, we, we talk about Generation Z or teenagers being the future in 2030, they're going to, you know, run this country and, and they're amazing and they're doing those, all these fantastic things. But what are we doing to help them? Not when they're distracted by classes, you know, university grades, worried about getting a job. And, you know, before they get cynical and tied up with, with a system that, we're, that we've all kind of been a part of, is there a way of helping them prepare for that world so that mm-hmm. by the time they enter, they're a bit stronger? They've, they've got a glimpse into it and hopefully they're better equipped. Um, and so having been familiar with the Startup Weekend model, so right. what if we adapted this? There's not. A, there's. I don't think there's anything like this. In, I know the startup weekend junior, but there there were youth. Um, there wasn't anything like that here. So I thought, what if we adapted it and made it less of a competition, um, but really more of a of an the, the objective was learning. So I ended up uh, chatting with somebody who I'd, I'd done a talk with at a. This is another vein, but um, something called Pechachka, which is a uh, a, a presentation event. Can you if spell you will. that? P e c h a. 
K-U-C-H-A. So okay, it's just still- set, we're gonna we're actually just gonna pause here while we check if that spelling is correct. Just one second, please. Sorry, you said <laughs> E when it was supposed to be. Off. It's oh, it's a joke. It's it, <laughs> oh, no, it's a you joke. See it, you, go, you go okay. It looks like it's Pekakucha, and then yes, and then you get corrected. Or, yeah, and then it's, yeah, if you're if you're me, you correct it multiple times, and you're going uh, okay. Is it is it Pekakucha? Is it Pachachka? Is it Pikachu? Is it forget it's called Pika? <laughs> so what it is is it's just as an aside. It's it's um, it's kind of interesting. It's um, especially for extroverts. Um, it's a presentation style where you have 20 seconds to talk about an image and you have 20 images. Nice. So, so let's think of a, a 20 by 20 presentation. You've got each slide is 20 seconds and you've got 20 and the, 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 the computer is set to change the slides by, you know, by itself. So if you're used to spending lots of time on a slide like I am, uh, it's really kind of, if it's a tough thing to condense what would have been a 10 minute diatribe into a 20 second soundbite. Right. And so is it easier for an introvert then to do, uh, to do the 20 seconds? Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking it's, it's probably, um, it's ter- say anything. No, it, well, it's terrifying. It's probably just as terrifying for the introvert to get up on stage. Yeah, exactly. Let um, alone it, talk it, about a slide. But it's funny. Like it, it, it's such a great equalizer. Cool. Um, but so I, I did one in, uh, in February and I spoke with this, uh, this person, Diane and she's 16. She's done some ridiculous things, been on stage at meet a we, she started a not-for-profit organization to bring teens together cool. around a common love for, um, for performing arts. Like it's just ridiculous. It, 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 it's humbling to, to sit there and look at the stuff she's done. Um, but I met her, you know, she was, she spoke the same thing I did. And so after I had this idea of, Hmm, what if we adapted start, you know, kind of took elements of startup weekend that I liked, um, focus it on learning and, and delivered it for teenagers. What do you think? So, you know, we formed a team, uh, she brought in a few of her, her, um, friends and people who she'd, she'd helped, uh, grow this organization with. And we, we adapted it and said, okay, if it's about education, you know, we can, we can change the format, but really came from a common interest to, um, you know, help teens accelerate their learning, not just as as entrepreneurs, because a lot of them are not going to quit school at you know grade eleven and go start a business. Mm. Um, but you know, for them to learn what that's like and and have that tool set to help their their develop their um, leadership skills and help them innovate. So by so by doing workshops around um, rapid prototyping, um, they'll have a better idea of how to take something and innovate and iterate and involve customer feedback. And these are tools that I know for me, I didn't learn until much later. Mm-hmm. And if this is the world that they're but they they could enter, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what the world what the working world will look like for them in you know four or five years when they enter the workforce. But I imagine these skills will be helpful. Right on. So I, so the the group of us, there were six of us that co- that that did this first thing. We we all agreed on the on the vision. We agreed that this had to be an event that they would be, you know, ridiculously proud to be a part of. Um, that their friends and family would be jealous that they were a part of, um, and there had to be good food. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I think if there was a relish, relish burgers out here. Yeah, I love it, man. Thank you for bringing it in. That's right. It's time for the relish gourmet burgers exactly. commercial. Exactly. And now, introduce brought to, this interview was brought to, brought to you by yeah. Chris Gourmet Relish. Yeah, and my newest business partner, Lucas Chang. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Cyprian, do not edit this piece out. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think you know just to kind of wrap up on, on where this Y two thing come from. It really came from um, a common 
belief in, in a problem statement in that I think, you know, very motivated, promising youth who really, in many of their individual rights, had done some great things. They were being taught good things in school. They had access to things like DECA, which is a North American-wide um, organization that brings together high school students to learn um, and compete in business settings, but not quite entrepreneurial startup, if you will. So mm. we saw a need and went, you know what, let's give it a shot. Worst thing that happens is, you know, we try, it doesn't work. Right. Um, you know, and we've all done, you know, certainly me, well, yep. I've done stupid things in my life. So yep. let's give it a shot. And, I've never and, uh, done as stupid things as you have. I, I don't even know you that well, but I can tell right away that you've done more stupid things than I have. You know, I, I like you already. We should totally <laughs> we should do this over a virtual Imagine, beer. yeah, that's right, if there's alcohol involved. <laughs> oh, the audience is rolling their eyes. I can see it now. Exactly. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, I think the, the headline on, so, you know, what it is, is it's a it's a week-long boot camp. Uh, mm-hmm. It takes place over two Saturdays. Cool. We're doing the next one in April, so April 9th and 16th. Um, and, you know, the first day, they're open mic pitches. There are a couple of workshops. Um, the Future Design School from uh, out of, based out of Mars, is coming up to do do a workshop on rapid nice. prototyping. Uh, there's a guy, uh, the story architect. He's his business is helping businesses refine their stories. So he's going to do a workshop on um, building an investor pitch. And then a week later, we lead the second Saturday off. The kids, you know, they, they go back to their lives for the week. Uh, do some work off, you know, offsite. But then uh, the following Saturday, they come back and they get a workshop from uh, Javed Khan from Impression Marketing. And he's a professional speaker, so he'll do a session on effective public speaking. They have some time to rehearse, and they go right into the finals, and they present to five judges who are all entre- entrepreneurs and you know founders, et cetera, CEOs. Um, and the whole thing is just to give them this exposure to these people who they may – and concepts and, and exercises they may not get um, in school and not for a while, but are complementary that build on things they've already learned. You cap, then, the, pre- you cap the age out that you got to be 18 and under? Or is yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're in university or college, you're, yep. you know, you've got a lot already you know, available. Yeah, that's right. You've got a lot going on. I mean, it's like the other day I was reading this article about you know, entrepreneurs who were starting their business in their 40s. They're in empty nest syndromes and – uh, you know, it's like, what do I do now? Yeah, do yeah. I start my own business. So you're hitting that niche. It's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 been really cool to see the reaction. Like we we weren't sure, I and mean, this was the whole thing around um, startup, right? We weren't sure exactly how this was going to go. We had good feedback from people, but you know, we'll see what happens. And so the uh, the boot camp in in October attracted 58 participants. We had 35 volunteer entrepreneurs from across the, the GTA and York region, um, and which to me screamed that. There was a, not only a desire to learn this stuff, but on the perhaps on the from the perspective of the participants, but there was a desire from the community to give back and help mm, these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had um, we had three sponsors who were generous enough to to you know to give us some uh, little financial uh, leverage to do what we needed to do and get that good food. Um, this go around, it's been it's been huge. We went from three sponsors to seven. Wow. Yeah, and so it was. It's kind of been cool to see people going. We believe in this cause. Like, you know, many of many of these people are parents, right? Um, they can picture their kids going into. It, but you know, so there's kind of the, the very I think the, the the personal touch, but the cause of trying to help the next generation and you know, may, you know, t- <laughs> give them a chance to learn the mistakes we learned, mm-hmm. so they can go off, they can go off and make new ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a uh, you know, I'm uh, one of my favorite sayings. Let's stop teaching the kids that Zeus is the king of the Greek gods and get them into problem solving this simple <laughs> stuff right and it's just it's and, and it takes leaders like you to make that happen how do people find out about y2 is there a, a website that they can yeah. go to there's a website and i'm going to tell you a story about the website in a second the, okay. but uh, the website is uh, y2youth y2youth uh, dot org 
Okay. That's that's Y number two. Number two. Use. Y, yep. Y O U T H. Y O U T H. Okay. Dot org. Yeah. Perfect. So here's the story. This was this was my first tingly moment. Um, so I'm working with these. Uh, you so know I wanted to now no, talk no, about that. <laughs> it's, it's all about the stories. You mean there's a second and a third tingly moment? Too. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know you know what that's like. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the, uh, the these of the five teams, and they were all uh, grade eleven, grade twelve uh, when I when we started working together. Um, but one of them came to me and said, "Hey, um, I've never built a website before, but um, you know, if you're if you're gonna bring someone in to work on the, work on the website." Could I work with them? Oh, okay. Well, why? Well, again, I've never, I've never built one, and you know, but I really want to learn. Well, want to go build one. But what if it's bad? Well, then we'll make it better. Mm. What if it's, what if it sucks? Well, then we'll make it better before we deploy it. Go on, ask me another question. I think you know how this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she, she did. She's like, okay, and and she's, you know, went off and 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 you know worked with um, three of the others on the team, and they had never ever built a website I until love it. until the end of August last year. Um, I'm sitting there and we're we're emailing back and forth. They're like, okay, I think it's ready, and I haven't touched it. I deliberately haven't touched it because I want them to do it. Right. I want them to feel what it's like to do this. And so, you know, emails, oh, you know, what if this, what if that? If there's a typo, we'll fix it. You know, website is not, you don't just fix it. You know, you don't just, just publish it and run away. Like, it's, it's an ongoing, it's a channel. You're managing a channel. Mm. And uh, so, about uh, 5, 30, 6 o'clock, you know, in the, in the late afternoon, they publish it. And I see it, and I'm screaming. My kid's are like, what's going on, Daddy? Comes down, and, <laughs> and I'm showing off. I'm going, these four all girls who, yeah. you know, because, you know, apparently, you know, boys are naturally into, into technology. They, the, these four, they weren't scared. They went in, they did it oh, and wonderful. they did it, you know, their own resources, their own creativity and what they, but we've tweaked it along the way, but the essence of what they built in the first place is all still there. Like I'm so, those, that was one of those moments I went, I'm so proud to have watched them. Like, I don't think I did anything other than, you know, buy the URL. Yeah, but they did the work. They had the yeah. creativity. They designed it. It was it was just amazing to go. Okay, you just give them a chance, mm-hmm. and they'll do it. Yep, yeah. It's uh, it, you know, in in our community, we have a, a cafe mentors uh, program, which it's it's all about that ideology stage. And the mantra is, "Yes, you can." Isn't that a cool idea? Is another thing we just say, "Go for it," and that's exactly what you're doing with the with those guys. Look, I I, I got one more question for you, and 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 seriously, gang, I could talk to this guy forever. I could just tell how much fun it is now, and uh, we've only got through half of the question. But uh, this is a 35-minute show, and so we have to stick to that time period. But I'm, I'm interested if uh, if you had the prime minister – well, I'm sorry, when you have the prime minister coming to see you uh, because of all the great stuff you're doing uh, with youth entrepreneurship, what are you going to say uh, the best way that he can foster youth entrepreneurship in Canada? I had a very um – I had that moment with uh, um, minister uh, uh, with minister at um, at one of the Startup Canada events. Actually, so I came close, um, and I think what struck me was, and what I what I had to chat ch- with the, the topic of the conversation then was, I think what is needed is a better bridge between entrepreneurs who live and breathe business, right. um, and with the youth who theorize about it and have been taught by people who educators who may or may not have. Uh, hands-on, you know, business experience certainly you know, are doing their best. I mean, there's like there's lots of love goes out to the to teachers, um, 
you know, but if I think of the gap for youth entrepreneurs, I think it's, it takes time for them after they leave school to learn what it's like out there. Mm-hmm. I think finding, you know, creating a program, uh, you know, an official endorsed sanctioned, um, um, encouraged bridge between entrepreneurs who will then, you know, m- mentor to foster the kids. Um, I think something like that from a, you know, if the prime minister were to say, I think this is a thing that we not only, you know, not only do I think we need to do this, but here's some money behind it. And here's mm-hmm. some infrastructure that we're going to put behind it. And it will be run by people who know what it's like, not by people who are going to administer a program for the sake of administering a program. It's going to be run by people who believe in the cause. Yeah. And so, and this isn't about, you know, Hey, look at me. It's, I know there are more people like you and I out there who believe in this cause. Right. Give them the money, give them the creativity. And I think, you know, finding um, ways that really, you know, I think the kids, and this, this is, you know, this, I'm not saying anything new here. My experience, and, and sounds like yours too, you know, as, as well, is youth have all these great ideas. Um, they need help to articulate them in a way that the rest of the world understands and articulate ideas in a way that can be executed and, and realized. And I think when we give them those words and those tools and those frameworks, that's where we're going to see their natural creativity become you know, the new reality that we, we, we keep saying we want. So yeah. I think it's, fi- it's finding ways to bridge that. And I think you know, in a, some sort of a you know, official infrastructure endorsed program funding um, and follow up, follow up with to see where the students have gone over time. I think that's, that's something that I would, you know, jump into pretty quickly. Yeah. Very, very cool. My friend. Well, you're doing great stuff with youth. You're doing great stuff with the uh, startup York region. Uh, we're all very lucky to have you on the team and, uh, and, and on the other side, I can't wait to have the, forget the freaking virtual beer. Let's have, a, <laughs> let's have, let's have a few real ones. Definitely. Yeah. I will, I'll find an excuse to go out there. I think uh, I understand you got some good seafood out there. And we some do. Good- yeah, Those absolutely. Come on out here too. We, we'd love to have you out here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Lucas Chang. He's the leader of Startup York Region. He's a community builder, and he, through his organization, Y2, is doing amazing freaking work with youth entrepreneurship. Uh, Keep on happening, my friend. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today on the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly program dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every Canadian. Want access to even more amazing entrepreneur content? Well, then make sure you check out startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events. And my name is Rivers Corbett. I'm your host. As always, I invite you to follow me on Twitter at Rivers Corbett. I do the same thing with conveying all kinds of cool ideas and uh, conversations with entrepreneurs around the planet to help you guys have super success. Until next week, I'm Rivers Corbett, leaving you now with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Ew, what's it like to uh, to be a startup in Vancouver's entrepreneurship community? Sure, you know I think we're all on the same page that we all want to build a great community and an organized, you know, an organized community that supports each other um, and and really gets that 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 fire for innovation um, and, and allow it to breed and succeed. But at the same time, the reality of the challenges we face is that uh, nothing works without capital. Um, and the opportunity to support uh, entrepreneurs, uh, I feel there's a, a you know a degree of lacking of risk capital. We can call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our investments come from the the south south of the border. 
Right. Uh, we have had support from BDC, but, uh, you know, uh, otherwise the majority of it comes from south of the border. And, and you know what? But that also speaks that you have to do what you have to do. Um, and we're happy to bring uh, money from the south and, and support building the community here. I think there's an amazing pool of talent um, that continues to grow here. Uh, and and we really the, the ability to... Um, build a culture in Vancouver, uh, it's great. The diversity is amazing here. And and I think uh, is, if we continue to push uh, to build this community the way it should be, um, you know, there's going to be amazing things coming out of Vancouver. 